Hi, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are talking about how do we rise above our obstacles in our life to still achieve success and define life on our terms. I have a great guest interview for you today. She went from high school dropout and teen mom to a successful businesswoman, wife, and mother. It is such an encouraging episode. We are going to talk about what helped her be able to achieve that level of success in her life. We're going to talk about the role of faith. We're going to talk about the role of support in her life and the role of believing in yourself. Here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time, and I'm ready to help you get started. Now, I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, today on the podcast, I would like to welcome our guest, Kay Reddy. She is a TV host, a realtor, a coach, pastor, and the podcast host of Wired, Women Inspired to Rise, Empower, and Dominate. And I'm so excited to talk to her today because she has such a story of, you know, maybe struggle and a teen mom as a young woman to all the things she's done in her life to both um, step into all God has for her and also just to have more impact in her community and her home. So I cannot wait for this conversation. Welcome, Kay, to the show. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Yeah, I was so excited when I went on your website after we kind of made contact and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good conversation. Like we're going to have some fun and we're going to really share some uh, some tidbits today. So I'm looking forward to it. Can you start off with just maybe telling us a little bit about your journey, what you've walked through, and then what are you up to now? Yes. So it has definitely been a journey. Um and from where I started to where I am, it's 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 been a process. So kind of where I started, um, as you said, I was a teen mom. Um, I did drop out of high school. So um, I completed the ninth grade, decided like, you know, I have this child. I just don't know about this school thing. And on top of that, I was in a very abusive relationship. And so kind of transitioning from there, um, being a, a teen mom, just still, I, I consider myself not even knowing anything about being a mom. Yeah. And so just having to be from that place of um, struggling with self-esteem, struggling with identity, struggling with where do I fit in? What am I doing with my life? Um, listening to the statistics of the world and other people as, okay, this is what you've done. So now your life is ruined, you know, living on government assistance and doing all those things and kind of journeying through all of that, you know, being then getting married, having more children and just kind of pulling all of that together. And there has been definitely some instrumental people who have played some amazing parts in my life that has taken me from that place to where I am now. And so a lot of people look at me where I am now, and they see 
what I've accomplished, mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but they don't understand that in that there was years <laughs> of a process, years of struggle, years of self-doubt, years of not even believing in myself to get to where I am. So there's definitely a story in this journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to kind of, you know, uh, keep talking about that and just, you know, some of the encouragement that I know you're going to share on the show as well today. So thank you for sharing that. I guess my first question to you would be, um, so, you know, you brought up the, some of the integral people in your life and, you know, I think that's a challenge for some people, which is they don't, they don't have support or they don't know where, where to get support from. So I am a little curious about, what did that look like for you and how are you able, how are those people able to help influence your life in a way that kept allowing you to grow and, you know, have these things sort of as you did the work kind of come about? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say the first person would be my mom. Um, my mom is, has been amazing in my life. You know, She was a single mom and she always wanted more for us and us, meaning myself, my brother and my sister. And so she would always push me like, I don't want you to be like this. I want you to be like that. And no matter what it was that I did, she always encouraged me and motivated me and was my cheerleader. And then as I began to have children, that became like my, my center focus of, Mm -hmm. you know, my children and, and then my husband, but, you know, as adding to the cheerleaders that were, you know, in, in my life. But if if I'm talking about people who were like outside of like my core circle of family, you know, it would be like, which is currently my pastor who definitely poured into me. And it was definitely because of her that I was really able to recognize one, the power that I possess, but also the value that I have value. Like, you know, you, like, this is, I can hear her saying, like, you really don't understand the value that's on the inside of you. You really don't understand the power that you have. You don't understand your voice. And so we're talking about this happened probably four to five years ago. So this wasn't even like this was early on, even though I had experienced success. And there's many people who have played an integral part in my life to help me get there. But it wasn't until like recently, like three to four years ago that it was like, oh, wow, you do have a voice and your voice does need to be heard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I love that. And you know, what I also love is Look, you know, you have, we both have older children now, right? Minor uh, high school and college. So two, so two minor adults, basically. And I think you have adult children as well, right? Yes. So what we're saying, folks, is that it took only in the last couple of years for you to get the message like fully across, even in your life. So in other words, it is a journey. It, it is a process. And most of us grapple with limiting beliefs or feelings of unworthiness or not truly understanding our value, right? Especially the value and worth that God sees in us, right? Mm -hmm. And we do need people in our lives to speak to us, not only for who we are, but who we have the potential to become and who we have and who we, oh, sorry, the potential to become, but also um, 
like who we're moving to be. And I think it's important that we do that in people's lives, but it's important that we have people in, in our lives like that, whether we're close to them or not. No, absolutely. That is absolutely on point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So why don't you talk a little bit about like, what have you learned, uh, you know, so far in your journey about how have you been able to rise above these obstacles and then keep um, accomplishing things and, you know, and going and trying new things? So I would definitely have to say, for one, my faith in God, that has definitely been like my rearing, my pushing, my everything, because that's how I was. So even being raised like that, I kind of veered off and, you know, did what teenagers do and all those things. But I, it was instilled in Mm -hmm. me and I knew that there was something in me, but I didn't really understand the magnitude of what it was. And Mm -hmm. so I've always been the type of person that I'll try something. I'll just try it because the one thing that is either it could work or it not work. And and so I'm like, you know, how do I know what I want to do, what I like to do if I never do anything? So I don't think I've ever been afraid to, to try something. And if it didn't work to move on. And I think because of that, that has allowed me to do different things. Mm -hmm. And it has allowed me to see, okay, I didn't like this, but this is why I didn't like it. But I Mm -hmm. like this component of it. So maybe if I kind of switch and do this, you know, and so everything that I've done, I've been even the things that uh, that look like I may have failed at. Mm -hmm. I've always been able to take something from that to use on the next part of my journey, whether it was something good that happened or something bad. So it's like, Hey, I know not to do that again (laughs) because I didn't like the outcome or I didn't like the way that it feel. So I think just taking everything that you do and just, just like the Bible says, find the good in it because there is Mm -hmm. some good in everything that happens, even if it was just a lesson of not doing that again. Yeah. Oh, no, I think that's so good. And, you know, it's absolutely there's always good to come from any circumstance. It might even be that you met somebody in a hard time in your life that really became integral in your life or or gave you a message that uplifted you and let you get through the day. Right. In other words, there's always something hidden in some of the hard times. And then also, I think really what you conveyed was that you really were always very open minded and very growth minded. In other words, so I'm sure you probably, that was probably instilled in you when you were young is that you knew it's the only way you learn is just to try. And so you were open to that. Some people get stuck before that, right? In the fear or the worry, but that obviously wasn't so much a challenge for you because you were willing to try. You were willing to, you know, go out the door and try whatever you were going to try at the time, right? Real estate or all different other things. Yes. Yeah. So that's good. So uh, what uh, what would you say? Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit more about your faith. Like, I know one of the things you say is, you know, you kind of went from the pit to purpose. And I think purpose and vision is so important for all of us to step into. And a purpose doesn't have to be a specific job, but right, it's kind of understanding that we have a place, we have something to do. So what would you say about what was the role of faith and then maybe purpose and vision in your life? Yeah, so again, like I that I was born and raised in church, if you will, like that 
that just what my family background is. And so I understood, uh, you know, like having faith in God, I understood like who my creator was and all those things, but I, I don't think I really understood how he saw me, Mm -hmm. you know, how God saw me. And so I think from transitioning from where I was as far as ministries to surrounding myself around other people in ministry who were able to see the gifts on the inside of me and wasn't intimidated. That was one of the, I guess, pivotal points in my life that was because there was something always there. And like you said, it's it's so amazing when others can see it in you mm-hmm. and they encourage you in it mm-hmm. and not be intimidated by what it is that they see. And, and that's what happened with me. And so I, I met these amazing people and they were able to see what I couldn't see in myself, what I mm-hmm. thought was there, but I wasn't sure. And yeah. they were able to say, look, no, you're not crazy because you, you see things, you hear things, you know, you feel this way, all these things. No, you're not crazy. This is who God has created you to be. Mm-hmm. And this is why. And so from going from that, and when I say like from the pit to purpose, so my pit was, again, I, I was a teen mom. I was in an abusive relationship. I ran away from home. I left home at a very young age. And so in that, I've seen so much. I've been exposed to so many things, um, things that literally could have taken me out, you know, yeah. literally killed me. And, and coming to a place of, okay, you need to get yourself together because you were created for more than this. And it's mm-hmm. not just about you. And so then it was kind of like, okay, take a look at yourself. What do you like to do? And I always found myself going back to empowering and inspiring other women. So matter what I did, yeah. that was always the core of it. And that's when I knew, okay, this is your purpose. This is what you were created to do. Mm-hmm. Now you have to figure out what that looks like. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah. So what uh, what other things, uh, you know, from all the different type of um, work you're doing, you know, both in roles like uh, companies and also I know you do um service and uh, I don't know if it's nonprofit work, but you do, you know, you do a lot, right? There's a lot of things you do. So what have you learned along the way, just in one of any of those roles that you just want to share maybe, you know, or a story with, uh, with the audience? Hmm, Let's see. One of the things that I learned is you have to be open and you have to understand that where it is that you're going, it may not be the way that you thought it was going to go, but -hmm. you have to be open to your process and your journey. So like we can use other people as our model or as our tool, as our encouragement, as our inspiration. Mm -hmm. But what we have to understand is that their journey is their journey and our journey is our journey. So we may be going to the same place, but the way you get there may be different 
than how I get there. And I need to be able to embrace my journey of getting there. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. You may get there quicker. You may get there faster. You may get there easier. But what I have to understand is that my journey was created just for me because of the way God wants to use me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, you know, and one thing I'd say about that is, you know, for instance, doing this podcast, I mean, I had for a long time, I had started to realize that the way that God wanted to use me, not just in my personal life, because that's probably been most of my life that I, you know, I was meant to encourage, you know, women, inspire women. I always was drawn to faith topics. I mean, I was raised, you know, um, going to church and stuff as well, you know, ebb and flowed a little, but the, the point is, is over the last couple of years, it's like that, that strong feeling that I was supposed to really step into it fully, you know, kept kind of coming up. And uh, I would resist a little bit in the sense of I would work in, you know, business or do my own thing, but it always felt like it was kind of separate a little bit, like not personally, but with stuff I was doing. And so I started uh, my building a life you love podcast, which there's a little faith woven in there, but it's not like blatant all the time, every episode. But then I started the faith field woman. And what's interesting is, is like, I mean, God made it very clear last year, right? Like it got a message. It was like, give glory to God. And I was like, okay, I don't know if this is exactly the path. And sometimes like many of us, I feel ill-equipped and, you know, not qualified or ready, but I know my job is just to show up and be faithful. Right. And this could look different. How I, how I do episodes last year or now could be very different than what next year brings, but my job is just to show up and do what I think, right? I'm being asked to do at this point and in this season. No, absolutely. And I think that what you said is key because I was kind of in that place too. Like, how does this all go together? Because Mm -hmm. who I am is who I am. I can't change who I am. You know, I, I, yeah. there's nothing I can do about that. This is who God created me to be. I understand that God is the forefront of everything that I do, but how now, how does this work together? How mm-hmm. does, I do understand that what I do is part of my ministry, but it wasn't until recently, like within the last year or so that it really made sense. Like, Oh, okay. These can go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's separate. No, I don't have to shove God on people. No, I don't have to shove it down their throat. But yeah. I understand how these two things marry together and yeah. work together as one. Yeah. And I think it's that we don't have to hide it. Not saying we're trying to hide it. But for instance, a woman that I know, but she lives in the UK. So, I mean, you know, we don't see each other often. We're not close, but we're acquaintances. She is a, one of the things she is, is she's a money um like a money coach, right? She helps okay. people with their finances and she has a, a big, a long history in that. But it was only today I saw her post a video online that she actually took the angle of, you know, faith is important in my life. And I actually, that's like the crux of everything I do, including my business. She's never, as long as I've known her for at least two years or more, I've never seen her share anything like that. But I think she's realizing that's the kind of person that I want to attract, not that she won't work with other people. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like that. At some point you realize it doesn't have to be separate or hidden because it is part of us. Mm-hmm. It just means that we can incorporate it what for what feels natural or right for us because it is part of who we are. Yes. And what absolutely. we believe. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, absolutely. That and I think once we embrace that, we will find that we will be even more successful because mm-hmm. the right people will begin to come to us. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I've definitely found that when I first started the, the the Building a Life You Love podcast, I was definitely interviewing a much broader range of guests. Not that you know they're all going to align exactly with my faith, but but what I found is I ended up having some people on the the show that I didn't even understand what it was that they believed or focused on because maybe it was a concept I'd never heard of. And that's okay. But over time I was like, oh, those, that might not be the right fit for the show, right? Just because of the type of content that they wanted to cover versus what I typically cover. So I've had to learn over time, like, okay, hone in a little bit more, right? Because for me, this is important, you know? Um, So absolutely. And, you know, and it is an iterative process for a lot of us. And I think we have to give ourselves a little grace too, as we're filling the shoes, right? As we're (laughs) growing in our faith. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you, what right now, are you still doing the, are you doing the TV stuff now hosting or is it mostly that you're doing real estate or the podcast or all the above? All of the above. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but they all go together. So yeah. that, that helps that it doesn't feel like I'm all over the place because they all work together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of us, you know, are multifaceted, right? Like, I mean, a lot of people, we do many things. They might seem separate, but like you said, they're all connected in that it's similar work or similarly inspiring a group of people, right? Or that sort of thing. So that makes sense. Yeah. So tell me, what what advice would you give somebody? Um, maybe Maybe it's with their adult children or maybe it's with a friend, but you know, there's trying to encourage someone in their faith, right? Or encourage them, someone that maybe is feeling a little down, a little hopeless. What what message might you want to share with them, you know, that you think might be encouraging and uplifting? I would say that no matter what it is that you're going through or that you've been through, that God loves you. And most importantly, he can still use you. I think oftentimes when we're going through, no matter what it is, whether it's with our children, whether it's in our own selves, we get to a point to where we feel like, oh, I've done so many things that may not have been pleasing in the eyes of others and maybe not even pleasing in the eyes of God. But we have to know that he could still use us even in what it is that we've done or even that we may still be in. Like I am a prime example of God being able to use you no matter what your background is, no matter what it is that you've done, you just have to be willing and it's okay. And we have to forgive ourselves because most of the times it's easy. Sometimes it could be easier to forgive others, but for some reason it's hard for us to forgive ourselves. So we just have to let it go, forgive ourselves. And just know that today is a new day for us to move forward. Mm, so beautiful. I, I One thing I, I was thinking about um, that I wanted to ask you is, how have you been able to, um, you know, as you were saying that the past, your your pastor, you know, has really spoken into you, you know, about your worth and, and your value. But is there anything that you've done in your life that really helped you kind of continue to understand that. So whether it's scripture or whether it's just like a practice that you have, like is anything else uh, kind of in, built that, right? Built that up so you really truly understand and believe that for maybe people that are struggling with that. 
No, absolutely. Because one thing I do understand is that even though there are people in our lives that help us along the way, we still have to do the work. So there's still work that we have to do. And so I've had to do, and some people might be like, oh, that's pretty corny, but listen, it worked. So I've had to do things like literally stand in the mirror and talk to myself. Yeah, It feels so weird in the beginning. It's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But what I understand is the more that you begin to say things, Mm -hmm. the more that you believe them. And once you believe them, I promise you, your actions will begin to go according to what it is that you say because you believe it. And this works both ways, good and bad. That's why you have to be careful of the things that you speak over your life because Mm -hmm. you will begin to believe it and your actions will begin to show forth what it is that you believe. Oh, yes. Yes. So much in that that nugget or many nuggets you just said. So you know, I just want to piggyback on that. A couple of things. One, it, it, the things that sometimes the habits that seem odd or funny or feel awkward, they actually often have so much behind them that we don't realize. So I didn't read the book yet, but I listened to an interview by Mel Robbins, who's like in personal development. She's written a couple of books that have done really well, but one's called The High Five Habit. And literally during the pandemic, she was slapping her mirror because she was feeling so down and low. And she looked in the mirror and she realized like, I look miserable. I'm disheveled. Like I'm just kind of a hot mess, right? She was kind of, and so when she did that, it was just, she didn't even know why, but she was like, maybe, you know, if I was peppier. So anyway, she started this habit and she realized I felt way better and she didn't know why, but she, she wrote this book about it now, but there's science behind it. We have been conditioned our brains for most of our lives that when you're in sports, when you're cheering people on, we lift our hands. Yay. So what we didn't realize is it's naturally doing something in our body that is creating right positive um, endorphins. Mm-hmm. So my point is that sometimes things that seem silly actually can help benefit us, right? And so your example about talking or looking in the mirror, it matters. And then like you said, our self-talk, the words we use, they matter. You know, it's the idea, right? Words create worlds. Worlds have power, right? And so we do need to be careful. And as we catch ourselves maybe thinking negatively, right, about our worth or our bodies or whatever it is, we've got to slowly try to change the language. I'm having to catch myself doing that. I was, um, you know, as I've gotten older, right, I'm not as thin as I was, but also I could change some of my habits, right? But instead of, say, being like, oh, my gosh, these jeans don't fit. Oh, look at this extra. I have to remind myself, like earlier, I put a song on and I was kind of dancing to it. I was like, what am I, what is the problem here? Like, why am I focused on the, the little bits of like that aren't perfect, like how I want them, which I could change if I chose to, but why don't I just focus on all the goodness, right? Like, oh, I can go walking every day. I'm, yeah, I can use weights. I, you know, I have my body works. Like there's so many beautiful things about our bodies, even yeah. if it's not, you know, we see a wrinkle or we see a little roll of fat. So once again, though, if we talked about all the goodness of it, then if we want to drop a couple of pounds or we want to do, those things can happen, but we should focus on the positive of it and then move towards a positive goal instead of being so self-critical. No, absolutely. Yeah. I would definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, though, it's not just the words. We do want to change the words or use good words, but we also then have to start believing it because we can't tell us, we can't trick ourselves. Like if we say, 
oh, I look beautiful. But then we're like, yeah, right. In our brains, like you fool, right. And then it's not going to work because they don't match. Right. Yeah. And of course, I think some, many people then will say like, okay, well, yeah, do that. But then if you need it, go, you know, go pull out the Bible. There's scripture usually that reinforces these ideas, whether it's about how we speak or, you know, mm-hmm. not being so negative. And so that's, that's always um, good to do as well. Yeah. And celebrate the small wins. Yeah, You don't have to celebrate when you feel like it's something enormous that yeah. happened. It can be something very small and you don't have to go celebrating by spending a lot of money. Maybe you go buy your favorite ice cream or I don't right. know. You could do right. something small, but celebrate your small wins. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So let's see what, I guess one last thing, what would you, um, what would you just say maybe to people? Let's see, we're about to go into summer. So maybe that. What is just something that you do to just feel more connected to God or just feel um, just to keep building your relationship, you know, with your faith and maybe with uh, others and, you know, how you serve in the world? Yeah. So a couple of things that I like to do. I love to go and sit by the water. I love to be by the water. I don't swim, but I just love to be by the water because it's relaxing and I'm able to gather my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think too, just being grateful in the small things. I think we can get so caught up with everything, like with social media and everything that we see because people most times only put out their all of the good. And so it creates an image that everything is perfect, that everybody's life is all together. And that is far from the truth. But just being okay with me, with who I am and, Mm -hmm. and treating myself and just being grateful in the small things, I think absolutely helps me out so much. And I love listening to, um, worship music. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say my love uh, being on the water in any sense, like the beach, a lake, just give me it all, you know? So, I mean, I love being outside in general, but I definitely love being on the water as well. And I, any chance I get, I do, but absolutely you're right. You know, I think one of the things, a lot of us, um, we get so busy that we forget the practice of thankfulness and gratefulness for the smallest things, mm-hmm. you know, and I've started a practice, um, not just general gratefulness, which I've, or gratitude, I've done that, you know, for some time, but even thanking as I'm walking through the garden, right? Like to the plants or the certain plant or for the certain food I ate and the taste of it. And so I'm, because it slows us down and it makes us more aware, right? Mm-hmm. Of all the gifts and all the things. And so I think you're absolutely right about the gratefulness and, um, yeah, those are great tips. So thank you. So uh, can you tell us, Kay, how can people connect with you online and learn more about all the things you're doing in your podcast? Yes, I am on all social media platforms. So that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, a little bit of TikTok. It's my name, Kay Ready or Kay Ready Empowers. You can go to my website, which is kready.com or Kay Ready Empowers. Dot com and you're able to see all of what I do and, you know, reach out to me through any of those platforms. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the beautiful work that you're doing in the world and just for all your insights and sharing your story with us today. No, thank you so much for having me. It has definitely been a pleasure. And thanks again for listening in. 
And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out freebies and resources we have for you at kristenfitch.com. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you. So DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. Until next time, have a great week.